Hello and welcome to the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor McMarland, or also known as McVertvic. How are you, Sean? <laughs> I'm Sean Holly. I'm just not I'm not a not a muck, not a Scottish person. How are you, Vic? I'm fine. How are you? I'm not bad. Uh, I have to let every listener know there's some work people outside where I live making a a reet row, a reet row they're making. And a midden as well. Um, so if there's any noise, sorry about that. I'm going to try and keep it down to a minimum. My end. Um, mm. I've noticed your beard is getting longer, Sean. It's good, isn't it? With them headphones on, you look like you could be the bassist for uh, like Slipknot or something. Yeah, I'm just growing it. I'm growing like the goatee bit for a bit. The goatee. Do you want me to scratch it for the beard? For the Go microphone? on, you might as well. <laughs> yep. Can yep. you hear that? Yeah, thank you for that. God, that winds yeah. me up. Trigger. Great, All my triggers are being pressed right now. Trigger, 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 trigger. <sighs> it's not been a great week. And it? Why? What's happened? Oh, just stuff. I don't like my work. I need another job. Oh, really? I don't like it. No, it's it just. I love. I love. I like everyone there. It's just that the work and the machinery is not right for me. The work isn't, it's not like production I'm used to. And it, I can do it, but it's stuff I was doing a long time ago. And the machinery is like 20 year old, a lot of it. And it's just, it's just difficult doing anything when it shouldn't be. And I don't like that. Um. So yeah, on the lookout for something else, I reckon. Uh, we need to buy a new house sometime soon as well. And that doesn't look good at the moment because there's, uh, the houses in Scotland are coming up and going very quickly and often for a lot more than they should do way above the asking prices. Oh, I think yeah. it's because everyone's moving out of the big cities and, and coming to Scotland and all this sort of stuff. So hopefully when the COVID settle down, everyone goes back to work and all that sort of stuff, it will settle down. But in the minute it's not great. Not great. Oh, you'll How find you somewhere. I do hope so. Yes. Yeah. Keep me, keep me chin up and all that lot. Yeah. Well, I've, I've been really good. Thanks. I've been good for an unemployed you. person. Bastard. <laughs> so you, yeah, you're I'll, still not on work here. You're not going back to work for a little while yet, then. No, I'm, 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 good I, might on you. I might do. I'm not sure. I'm going to um, see how I go. See how I go. I've, I've got a bit of savings, so I'm just sort of cruising at the minute, trying a few things out, concentrating. I've con- I've been concentrating on my fitness, so I've been doing well on that. I've been doing what's them things you do? You don't eat. I've been doing a diet. Intermi- Yes, inter, inter, intermediate, intermittent fasting. That's good. It's not because it's depressing because you go, oh, I like that hot dog. I want a hot dog. I want a pie and you can't have one. It's 16, 8. So 16 hours, no food, 8 hours food. But it's quite easy because I think I do that anyway. I think I've, because I don't have any breakfast. Do you not? Sort of, I do sometimes. Ne- never, I'm just never hungry in the morning. If, if I go to bed hungry, I wake up not hungry. I think someone feeds me in the night. Little food elves, fairies. Just put biscuits in my chops. I've, I've still, I can't remember what we were talking about on the me cutting down on the beer, but I don't think I've had an alcoholic drink since yeah. the last podcast. Oh wow, wow, okay. At all, it's good. I'm do, doing well on that. Cutting down on carbs. I'm doing me Krav Maga fitness. Oosh, 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 hammer, elbow. You're a ninja. Hook. Hook. You're some Uppercut. sort of ninja now then. Block. Kick. Cardboard no. box. I'm Little fish, there. big fish. Is that what it goes like? I don't know. I'm going I'm going for my yellow belt, which is 
um, which is the, the big belt really it's like a bit of everything you learn the basics of everything you know blocks kicks punches. that'll go well with your yellow skirt yeah and a yeah, sash like a, maybe yeah it takes a long time i think it's in december the exact the exact the actual exam thing okay. is in december so we've got four months to train for it. i think it's a 90 i think it's three hours it's a 90 minute workout my god oh god I think we do a 30-minute one, and I'm exhausted, but you carry on, carry on the techniques. Can you see this, kids? Keep your guard up, keep your guard up. <laughs> you look like there's something wrong with you. Do you know what? Physical, physical training and exercise is tedious and unpleasant. It's fun if you do it with a load of people. That's the thing. Everyone's egging each other on, and you're doing like... It's, you've got to do the warm-up or you get even more bruises and cuts and sprains and stuff than you, you wouldn't do normally. Or you could sit at home on your couch, eating pies, yeah. playing video games. Yeah, I feel a lot better, though. For, you know, I've just, I just feel a lot more fitter and I've lost a bit of weight. And... Oh, guess what else did? What? I'm flipping all over in these notes. Sorry, I'm going backwards and forwards. I did the race, the five, 5K Race for Life. Thanks for sponsoring me, Vic. Which, no is problem. It, which is for cancer research and it brought back memories about my dad and I've been chatting to a few people uh, they know who they are I love them about their their recent and not so recent bad episodes I can't whatever anyway I've met I've met I've raised so far up to now I think it'll stop 710 quid just a minute let me let me get a golf clap here that is very <laughs> impressive, sir. Well done. How was the actual run? Did you do it okay? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I did a, I did a couple of tra- training runs beforehand to see if I could do 5K, and I'd done it pretty easy, a bit achy. But like a fool, I did one on the day before. So I was pretty achy when I started the run. Uh-oh. But, but it's fine. It went really well. So got into it. How, how many miles is 5K? I don't really work 3, in K. 3.2, so it's not far. That is quite far. That's a bus journey. Could you not get? Do you not get the option to take, take a bus or an Uber? There were, there were quite a few people walking actually, because I think quite a few people were just sort of doing it. They had like stickers and bits stuck on the back, you know, like for dad, for mum, for this person. A lot of them were just a couple of couple of women in prams, not in prams, a couple of women with babies in prams. That's the words. Nice. Uh, yeah, just just walking round, and it, you know, if you get round, you get the money kind of thing. So cool. I did. That. I did that. That is excellent. Anyway, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it's it's brought a lot of memories back actually. So it's been it's been really good. I've been chatting to my brother like uh, quite a bit. Some positive things, you know, about my dad passed away in two thousand from cancer. Mm. And, and uh, yeah, I don't want to get more morbid than that. But yeah, we still think about him, and it's it affects a lot of people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my mum had uh, lung cancer about over 10 years ago now because, I know that's actually nearly 11 years ago, because she couldn't come to my wedding because she was going mm. undergoing treatment at the time. And she's still around. So, you know, the cancer research and all the stuff they're doing towards it is helping because people are still alive and it's great. And you know, I think it's an absolutely excellent charity to do everything for because it does affect, I think, one in two. It affects yeah. half the population, for goodness sake. It's Any one road of the up three that I donate to. I donate to that regularly. That one, there's a couple of others I donate to. But anyway, yeah. go on, sorry, mate. Yeah, um, that is absolutely brilliant with the with the run. Anyway, and you 
all joking aside about the exercise, I, I did actually, when I used to go to the, the gym when I was back in London, way before COVID times actually, I used to go every night apart from I think Thursday and the weekends. And I used to go pop to the one down the road and one do my work. And I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I sort of stopped doing it for a while. And then obviously COVID cameras, I'm not going anywhere near a gym with sweaty people with your know, surfaces and all this sort of stuff. And even now it's still not gone away yet. I wish it just hurry up and stop so we can all get back to normal. But um, yeah, it's a bit risky at the moment. And I, even though I've been double vaccinated and I know someone else who's been double vaccinated, they've got the, the new strain, the Delta variant, and they said they feel absolutely terrible. Uh, it's not anywhere near as, as bad. Obviously, if you weren't vaccinated, you'd probably be in hospital. But he said he felt awful. And he's and he's a, a bit of a gym bunny as well. He goes all the time. And he's a fit lad. So, yeah, it's not it's mm. not just you unfit people like me getting it. It's uh, other people as well. Yes. Anyway, to get rid of all that morbid stuff, what have you been doing mm. game-wise? What have you been up to <laughs> game-wise? I've been back to Arcade Club as a customer on Ooh, the other side of the bar. As a punter? Punting. It's fantastic. I had a chat to all the staff and that, and they're all they're all sort of getting through the summer holidays because I know this very well. You have a load more hours to do because it's the kids' school holidays. Yeah. So the club is open from eleven to eleven, four days a week, rough basically. And so it's it's extra hours, but they're all getting through it. And I think by the time this is recorded and out, I think the children are back at school or will be soon. Yeah, slightly different up in Scotland. I think they've gone back a little while ago now. Mm. But what was you um, doing in what was you doing in arcade club then? What was you playing? Uh yeah, met up with I am Jimmy, Charlie Farr, Tronads, as well as Alex, Nintendo Arcade and his son Josh. I had a good game with him on Gorf and Rygar and stuff like that. And oh well, guess what I did do? Guess guess what? Guess what? Guess what? I know you can read it. I have got read really, really, Shall I play along? Yeah. I, I don't know, Sean. What did you do? <laughs> I got a 1cc on Black Tiger on the proper difficulty settings. I was showing Alex how to play it, and then he had to go away because his pizza was ready. And then by the time he came back, the credits were just scrolling up. So that I think the only difficulties from the one we were playing is the shop is more expensive, so you have to go farther into the game before you get the higher-powered weapons and shields and stuff. Yeah, that's like the Japanese settings, isn't it? Is this harder because of that? It's the proper settings, and the one we were doing, the I think it was Twin Galaxy says, uh, pick number three, that is the default settings. But if you actually, number five is a default setting, so it's a Twin Galaxy's error on their site. Yeah, because it's Black Dragon, isn't it? The Japanese version is slightly different as a name change, and that's the one where the, the, I think the shop is more expensive, and you maybe get less time to do the game. I can't remember. Yeah. Black Dragon is, yeah, it's like. Black Tiger plus plus, a bit different, a bit harder. Yeah, yeah. But while I was there, Charlie Farr's doing a Wonder Boy. There's an arcade club Wonder Boy competition against the other arcades. I don't know how they've done. <laughs> oh yeah. Charlie Farr beat the Twin Galaxies world record. Oh wow. Two point two million something. But of course, he didn't record it. Oh. You don't he didn't record the dip switches or anything. He just he was just playing and playing. He says, "Hang on a minute, I've just beat the world record." <laughs> Absolutely. So hopefully, on his own Twitch channel, he'd be recording that soon. Do it, complete it. He could do. Yeah, I think he yeah. should. Another one for under his belt. His belt must be massive now with all the arcade scores under it. Yeah. I knew you a lot were going to Arcade Club, and I was going to surprise you all by turning up there on the Saturday. But I had some commitments. Mustang Sally. 
I don't know what that means. Wanna do is round. That's commitments. The film. Oh yeah, I've never seen it. Never want to see it. Thanks. Right, Sally. Oh please stop. It's painful enough. Guess what else? What else have you been up to? I've been doing tons of stuff since um, I've got time. Since you're a, a, a lounging around slob. I'm a lady of leisure. Lady of leisure. Doing lunches and all that lot. I've done some... I went to Arcade Club again and did a walk around of Floor 3 because it's all changed since since the lockdown opened or closed or eased, whatever. And I'm going to do a new YouTube channel. I'm going to prototype a uh-huh. new YouTube channel. So I've, I've done. I've talked a load of rubbish over at Arcade Club walk around. And by the time this post, this... Not a post? What's this called? This is a podcast. <laughs> What's <laughs> the podcast goes out? It, I might have it ready. Okay. I'm just, I'm just getting, I'm just finishing messing with the editing software, which is a bit of a learning curve to video editing software, even though it's, I've chosen an easy one. And then I've just got to do the thumbnail and set the YouTube channel up. So I'm going to see how that goes. That's a nice thing. So it's just you walking around the place commenting. I, I did a comment in in my arc, arcade here, which is just one arcade cab and then i did a walk around and then did a summary back here yeah it's split into three beautiful pieces of legible intelligence so that'll be stuff for me to watch in the bath then could do nice one i need to make more videos actually for youtubes keep meaning Mm. to it's just having time isn't it yeah got a lot on at the minute (sighs) yeah coaxing Uh, other stuff you've been up to Tons! I went in a big bouncy castle thing in, in Corporation Park in Blackburn. Why? Why did you go, as, a, as an adult man of 87 years old, why did you go in a bouncy castle? It's not a bouncy castle, really. It's called a luminarium or something. I put a link in the no-shows. Was it and actually it's... the old folks' club? Were you playing no. like drafts with some old geezers? I'll have a pint of mild, please, Trevor. No, it's a big, massive dome that you go inside it's it's a bouncy castle you can go inside it that's generally what bouncy castles are you can go inside them no actually and in, bounce in, around in the structure you're, you're walking inside it. it's hard to explain and it's some kind of arty installation you can walk around and then it's all illuminated by natural light so there's like little transparent slits in the roof and the ceiling and that and and there's a re- there's a red room so everything's red there's a green room blue are room. you sure you weren't on hallucinogenic love drugs not for years no you sure it's not like a, a sort of flashback or something and you're <laughs> actually just like in your bathroom on the toilet <laughs> i thought someone was saying clean up on aisle three there's a man there dribbling clean up on aisle three no no i i i uh enjoyed that me and wife went I'll put a link in. It's it's a strange thing to walk through. It's very weird, and it's it was kind of we saw it in on the Blackburn. What the hell is going on page? So we went there. That good. Uh, Go so all your positivity. I will now bring it down a level. Uh, more monitor woes on those new ponies I bought. Uh, I had the chassis I'm working. I'm working on one pony at the moment to get one get one to go in first, and then concentrate on the second one. So the first one, we determined the monitor wasn't working, the chassis wasn't working. So I sent it off to an expert to get it fixed. 100 quid roughly later, comes back. And at first it didn't work. I was like, oh my God, what's going on? It's not working again. This can't be. 
the, the, the guy who fixed it is a trusted repair person. I didn't doubt his work. I did for a second and then went, no, no, he's brilliant. Why was I doubting? It's my fault. Something's going wrong on my end, of course. And it was. But when I actually tried it again and put it all back in and tried it once more, it was actually working. And I tried it on one of the other pony uh, tubes, which I know is a good tube. Absolutely perfect. Really good picture. Nice and bright. Good geometry. Everything. Right. This chassis is working. Brilliant. Okay. That's money well spent. So I went back onto the tube on the new pony and it was working, but it was really dark. So I was trying all the different, you know, adjusters to make it better and they weren't doing much or they were just really distorting the, the focus of it and it was going all blurry and just really out of whack. So that wasn't right. So I got back onto the, the person who repaired it and they said, well, your tube might be wrong. And yeah. I haven't got a way of actually testing the tube. I know what the code is on there, but the code on the tube might not correspond to the yoke on it, which is the bit that sits on the neck on the neck of the tube. So it could be that those yokes have been replaced to run a different chassis on there, which is quite a common thing to do, especially for arcade ops. And these came from a working arcade. They came, originally came from the Trocadero. And the two cabinets I got, which belonged to the Trocadero, actually in a different arcade in London, but still belonged to them, they had Polo Star monitors, which is a tri-sync monitor in them. And these things might be the same. And we might have got the, the chassis mixed up somewhere along the line. Uh-huh. So I, I've asked the person what I could do about it. And they said, oh, if you change this resistor on the neck card, on the neck board, on the, on the, the monitor chassis, it could improve it. So I've ordered some of these resistors. They're quite a, a, a high heat resistor, like a ceramic resistor. I think they're five watts. I've ordered some of those. They'll be here Monday and I'll try those. And if that doesn't work, what I'll do is I'll drag the, Polo Star chassis out of a working pony and try it on this tube. And if it works okay on that, I know I've got a tube that needs a Polo Star. I can work that out then. But there's something not quite right going on. I don't believe, because I also tried this same chassis on the other pony tube, and it's exactly the same. It's really dark. Um. And I don't believe you can have two tubes worn like that in the same way. Because, you know, you might get a tube that's really old and knackered and it's not very good and it's dim and it's been around for a long time. But they're the same age as the tubes I've got in my other ponies and they're absolutely perfect. You know, these tubes last 50 years. You know, they're really Mm. good. They're going to last forever, basically. So I don't believe there's a problem with the tube. I think it's something to do with incompatibility going on somewhere. I need to work it out, but it's getting me down a bit and I want to get get on and do these ponies because I really want to play them. They're absolutely brilliant. They look lovely. I just want to play. I want to get a mister in one of them and I want to get the uh, the consoles in the other one to use them for that. So I'm going to try that resistor first on a net card and just see what that does. But if that doesn't work, then I will try, like what I said, with the pony, uh, the the Polo Star chassis in there and see what's going on because I might still might have the wrong flipping chassis for it. I don't know. Uh, I sold another Isis cab. Um, so that's going to be going in about two weeks. I'm Martin, the delivery man, should appear. I've got to do a little bit of work to it, but someone's having that. Sold a bunch of PCBs. They're all gone. Um, I've nice. still got loads to get rid of, actually. Um, right. I upgraded my groovy arcade cab to an SSD, which is much faster. Yeah. But now I, I got rid of that other whatever it was, some weird... 
front end, which is fine, but I've, I've, put a, I've got a tracked mode back on it, which is just dead easy to use, isn't it? And it's all working on your arcade cab with an arcade monitor, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's just what I did, actually. Because I, I could not get mine to work with that monitor. It won't work. That's weird. Hmm. But what, I, what I found was some of the games were running at 97 98% vertical. Yeah. So I set the at Groovy, when you just load, first load at Groovy Arcade for installation, you can set the monitor type. So instead of setting it for default Arcade 15, I set it for default Arcade 15EX, which is 15.5, I think, kilohertz. So okay. 16, 16, 6 kilohertz, a bit bit of a longer, wider range. Okay. And then the vertical games run at 100% instead of like 97, 98. Isn't it weird? Yeah, because that, that 2%, you do notice it. Yeah, it, there is a noticeable difference when it's not quite running because I've had errors before like that where it's not been something wrong, and it's not quite hundred percent, and you just notice it like there's something wrong here. And when you press escape or whatever, you go in to look at the what was going on in the background, and it's, you can see it's not hundred percent. You're like, ah, something going on there. Definitely. What, what I did have to do though, which was quicker for me, can I don't can't remember with Groovy Mame. Can you edit Mame INI from the CRT screen, or do you have to plug in an LCD? You got to plug in LCD. You I can't do it. They won't let you do it. Yeah, this one you can. There's a, you can just you can exit out of a track mode into front end, and the oh, front right. not front end desktop, and desktop comes up as Arch Linux desktop. So, which looks a bit like Windows Seven. So you can copy files across and stuff, and you can edit Mame INI, which is what I did. All I did is set the default uh, folders for the snapshots and the ROMs. I don't bother with any videos or anything. Just yeah. them two will do. Mm-hmm. So I just set them default, exit it back out, save, and it's fine. Oh, cool. Nice one. That's good. So it, it's brilliant. It's working well, and it's doing some kind of weird... I don't think you can change your screensaver in a track mode. It's doing some weird stuff. But it's it's it's, fine. it's brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. I need to get on and um, get all my setup running. But the moment I got... So I went to... I went to back to London a little while ago and picked up all the stuff out of the storage I had in there, which were all my PCBs and a load of old, a load of like um, machine tools. Like uh, there's a, a little light, a lathe and a chop saw and a, a drill press and all this sort of stuff I can't really keep here. And I brought all that back. So I've got loads of boxes in front of the arcade cabs at the moment. And it's, it's a nightmare. I hate having it all in disarray. I need to sell these PCBs, get them out of the way so I can actually get to the cabs get them all working nicely and play the damn things. I'm really looking forward to playing them. But at the minute, it's just everything's all over the place and it's just getting me down. I need to sort that out. Tell me some of the stuff that make me happy, Sean. <laughs> we had a, a meet-up at Mark Happy Dude's Game Room, a very, very nice game room. It's got a couple of candy cabs, oh, nice. horizontal and vertical, an original Asteroids, and a big a big PS5 screen. We, we did a skiddy car game. What's that? You have to message me, Mark. What's a skiddy car game? It's called Skiddy Car Game. Probably is. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, that were good. So we had a good night there with Charlie Fine Trainers as well. And also on the on the few days after, I went round his house with a chainsaw and chainsawed his shed to bits and smashed all the bits off the floor, (sighs) all the wooden bits with a hammer. That was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Trusted me with the chainsaw and one of the is it a bandsaw, a circular bandsaw where you circular saw. Circular saw. I would not and trust you with a circular saw. Wife doesn't trust me with a spoon. But no. I didn't kill myself. I, I chopped a load of the, ch- chopped his shed down, so he's having a conservatory built. Oh, and nice. 
So that was good. And I've been to this, this is only yesterday, went to St. Anne's Blackpool and Blackpool with John Retro Reloader and Tony from the club. Yes, an old folks day out. Was it nice? Did you have yes. ice cream? Yeah, we went in a few a few of the arcades just checking out the retro stuff, which is few and far between. But Sean, good- tell me, when you yeah. have ice cream, do you take your teeth out to eat it? No, you don't. I don't need to. Okay. Because they're false, that you don't feel anything. You just slurp at it. For My a while. granddad used to take his teeth out with them false gums and put them in a put them in like a cup yeah. full of water when he was eating. <laughs> nice. Bushy peas, look, bushy peas. Nom, 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 just gum them to death. Yeah, yeah. And last thing, sorry, I'm nearly done. We've been for a few walks now everything's reopened around some nice trees, some lovely trees and historic old buildings that you can't still go in. But yeah. You can walk around the outside. Nice pub, restaurant, meals, and yeah, enjoying it. Yeah, we, we've been to loads of places in in Scotland. We went to went to Loch Ness the other week. Actually, talking about going oh, places. Said, yeah, yeah cool. it's um, Inverness town is. Not great, put it that way. But all the uh, the places of beauty around there, Loch Ness and all this sort of stuff, was absolutely lovely. Dog loved it. Really nice couple of days out. It was just away, really, for a little while. It was, quite, it was a lot cooler up there as well because it's been very hot in Glasgow, believe it or not. It's been really boiling. Is it? Yeah, it's ridiculous. They've had a bit of a heat wave lately. And in this flat I'm in, it tends to just stay hot all the time. I'm quite warm now, actually. Uh, apparently it's going to rain next week, so cool things down, hopefully. But yeah, that was quite nice, sort of getting away. There wasn't any arcade stuff there, even though it's a seasidey town, which is a bit of a shame. Mm. I always look out for the, the arcade stuff. Oh, apparently there's a place in Glasgow town called Arcade, R-C-A-D-E, and it's like a, a video game shop. I think they've got some cabs in there. I need to go there the weekend as well. I need to go there Saturday or Sunday because um, it's just re- recently reopened again. Uh, and hopefully meet up with some of the, the Glasgow arcade people. That'd be quite nice. Go on and do that. I saw Mark Armstrong and Mike Lees at the Scottish guys at the club last week. Oh yeah, they'd come down for a weekend. Well, they didn't tell me they were going down. Oh, well, they are. They were, they were there a weekend. Oh, they met <laughs> by accident. Yes, yeah. good lads. Good lads. Hello, I would like to know what are the games you've been playing? A lot. What have you actually been playing recently, if you have at well, all? this is the curse of the favourites list. Oh, right. you're going back on that, are you? You put stuff in your favourites, don't you? You put stuff in, because I've just, just loaded up this new SSD. Yeah. And I, I started putting stuff back in my favourites. And then you just end up playing your favourites, which is stupid. But I did anyway. So Horizon, which I really love. I'm, I'm thinking I might like that more than more than Moon Patrol because it's actually Moon Patrol 2 but I just love say what I really liked Horizon I thought Horizon was a good game I liked it a lot but yeah I've been playing Moon Patrol today and I've done if I fell out of love with it but I I like Horizon more I don't know don't know mate Uh, Volgus Sun Sun Mushi Himasama Futari 1.5 you've got to play the 1.5 I think which is the best version so what is the difference between 1.5 and standard I think I think they made it a bit easier. All right, because that game is difficult, I take it. Well, Mushi Himasama, they made, because they were making games harder and harder, like Dodonpachi and that, they made this one (laughs) to be easier for the Western market, I think. Likes of us. It's still rock hard. All right. But I I think the 1.5 is a refined, easier version. Because it was Mushi Himasama 
I played in Japan. It was the first time I ever saw or played a proper bullet hell game, and I really liked it. And because it was all in, you know, obviously, the Japanese version with the Japanese text, I had to work out what it was, and I found out later on what it was and, and started playing it. But, I mean, those games, I'm over them now anyway. I know you like them. Yeah, I love but that them, was yeah. the first one that um, sort of attracted me to them. R-Type Leo. I still need to play a bit more of that. Star I, Force. Oh, I was playing Star Force the other day on my NES. Because I made, yeah, I recently two made two versions, isn't there? Yeah, I recently made a one of my joystick controllers for the NES, uh, and I made Whitney one because he wants one as well, and I'm working on making a SNES one as well. So I made a NES one, and just to try it out, I put Star Force up, and I was getting some good scores with it. I mean, that that is a really nice version on the NES. The version I was playing, I don't know which. I know there are two. There's American and the Japanese version. Um, but it was really good. I mean, it's really close to the arcade version. It's really, really nice mm-hmm. game. I enjoy playing, especially with the joystick. It's absolutely brilliant. Because playing on a pad, I'm not so great with it. But the joystick, much better. Yeah, I think both of them versions are good. I can't remember which one I preferred now. Mm, I can't. Well, I, I need to play more of that NES, actually. Because I've got my NES. I've got a lot of my consoles actually out on the table. So I can play them now. And that's my my hope when we do get the new house and eventually find one is to have an area where I can actually get the stuff and use it rather than having it stored away all the time. Yeah. So that'd be nice. You've been playing Wonder Boy as well. Did you get 2.2 million like Charlie Farr? No, didn't think so. No, but I think I got, when we played it on the podcast, I got about 300,000. I could only get 200 odd thousand. I can't get any thousands because I don't like it. Just struggling. I do love it. It sort of re- oh, no. rekindled my love for that game. But oh yeah, not so good. Not so good. It's it's some of it's a memory game where you've got to you've got to remember stuff. Well, yeah, because I mean the, the little dolls, which is I think where you get the big bonuses, you get all the dolls. They're in they're hidden, aren't they? You have got to remember where they are. I wouldn't have a clue. Yeah, you don't need them to clear the level, but it is it is a ten thousand point bonus if you do find them. Yeah, so if you're going for a world record like Mister Charlie Far, you obviously want to go. Mm. Or else. I think that's all Batsugun I've been playing. Viper Phase 1. Batsugun. I don't think I've got the SP version, the special... 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 Special version of it. And you just developed a lisp in the middle of the podcast. All my cabinets, all my cabinets, I'm going to put it on. Yes, I'll have to put that one on. That sounds like a new character there. Mm. (laughs) I have been playing... I've not been playing a lot of uh, arcade stuff... Which, tragically, because I really need to get back into it, I really need to. I'm a bit of a lull here. I'm being busy and everything and other stuff going on. It is stressful moving, Sean. And when you when yeah. you get there, it's stressful for a while. <sighs> but I found out that um, Quake has had an update and been uh, released on the new console. So having a Switch, I thought, I'm having some of that. Downloaded it. It's about eight quid, not a lot of money. But... My overall opinion is me. I've realised that Quake hasn't aged well for me, and I much preferred the Doom sixty four, which was the on the Nintendo sixty four, but they remade it for the Switch. I really enjoyed that and actually finished the game all the way through. But Quake, it just seems really dull, muddy. The monsters and level designs don't do anything for me anymore. Whereas Doom 64, I actually kept going until I finished it. I really enjoyed playing it. But Quake, I just I just can't be bothered to play it. I'm not sure if it's because on Doom 64, 
playing it with a, a control pad rather than a mouse and joystick is not too bad because you haven't got to look up and down on Doom. You haven't got yeah. that, that sort of free view, whereas in Quake you have. And it's a bit more difficult. You've got to use the two joysticks together. And it's not as much fun to play as with a mouse. But I mean, I think Doom, uh, sorry, Quake never really, the backgrounds and, and monsters never really do. They haven't got that many monsters and they're not that inspiring. Whereas in Doom 64, when you first come across like a cyber demon, you actually jump out of your chair. It's like, oh my God, what's that? Or when you hear that horrible spider coming at you, it's just, it's really good game. But just Quakes, I used to love Quake. I used to really like playing multiplayer on, we used to have a, a little network at work, one place I worked when it was, when it was new. And we used to play it on there, enjoy killing each other and stuff. But just, I played, I played a couple of levels and thought, this is dull. I just couldn't get into it again. It's really weird. Yeah. I, was a, I was a massive Quake fan, but not anymore. The Doom 64 one, there was a, a thing, I think it's a, a couple of YouTube videos I've seen recently about how it's, seemed to be a sort of a weird offshoot it was done by a different team yeah on the original doom and, and there's lots of stuff in it that's really innovative and that was used in other dooms yeah and no, I, I, really I, do like remember, it. I do remember playing it but on, on a mates on a mates n64 so i never had one until much later yeah. and getting used to this weird controller but I remember thinking then, I think, this is different, but it's, it's really good. Yeah. You know, good yeah, level the, design. I never played the original 64 version, but the one on, on the Switch, it was, I really enjoyed it. And it was cheap as well. Five or six quid for download. And it's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, really enjoyed that one. Yeah, but Quake, nah. No, I never, because it was mostly multiplayer as well. I never really liked online multiplayer. Arcade news. A heads up <laughs> on Twitter from Kieran Nolan. He said, P- "PlayStation game Soul Crester. There's the sequels to Terror Crester. Oh, and it's on Soul Play- Crester. Soul S O L Crester, and it's on PlayStation Blog. Mm. And I had to chip in with my vast arcade knowledge, which I'm going to prove on the quiz, which oh, I've yeah. forgotten." I've forgotten all my knowledge. But it's not the sequel to Terror Quest because there was two sequel to Terror Quest as kids. There was one in 1986 called UFO Robo Dangar, yeah. which we know about, yeah. which is very similar to, to Terror Quest. Similar graphics, similar power-up system. And there's another one called Terror Force. Oh. In 1987, which has vertical and horizontal bits, which is nothing like it, but it is an official game in the canon. Yeah. Not a cannon that you fire over the Scottish Edinburgh Castle. Have you seen them do that? You'll have to do that, won't you? No, I don't go to Edinburgh. Edinburgh's not Scotland. It's just oh. a... Lim- <sighs> Limmy got in trouble recently for saying that Edinburgh wasn't Scotland. <laughs> so I thought I'd say it as well. Oh! <laughs> Glasgow's the real heart of Scotland. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Anyway... Arcade Heroes interviews Eugene Jarvis about the cruising series. So that's interesting on Arcade Heroes. He does, he does go a little bit into the past. Oh, good. The, the cruise, you know, Cruising USA, Cruising Blast, which is a new one. Never played Cru- them, never going to play them. Cruising Blast, the new one, is quite good fun, but it's a, it's just put your foot down, do stunts. When when the race is over, it's, <sighs> it's your credit over. You, yeah, can't, no, you continue no. by putting more money in. A lot of new arcade machines do that. I don't do that. Mario Kart, Star Wars. Oh, you've done brilliant. You've finished that level. Put another quid in. What? <sighs> I've just finished a level. I've completed yeah, level. No rewards at all for that. 
Never mind. Here's a good one. Have you yes. been here? You know you wouldn't have been here. Have I haven't been here. I didn't even know about it, actually. And I was recently talking to Simon Deniston, one of the uh, the partners of the Four Quarters Bar. Uh, they've just opened Four Quarters Bar number three, 4.3. This is the Elephant Park Four Quarters. Uh, opened, uh, when was it? A little while ago. Uh, mm. We'll put a little link on the no-shows. I would love to go there, uh, but I didn't know about it. It's in Elephant Castle in London. So hopefully they'll be moving away from London before long and doing some further afield. I don't know, but it's always good to have another arcade and bar. How cool is that? That's good. Yeah, we need Elephant a little trip there one day. Elephant. I don't know much about London. Elephant and Castle. Is it, is, is it an actual elephant around a castle? Yeah, it's a castle guarded by elephants. That's exactly what it is. The Queen's elephants look after the castle. Brilliant. I bet you get lots of tourists to that. Oh, you can't. They're ravenous, these elephants. Can't go near them. Eat tourists, do they? Well, yeah, tourists eating ravenous elephants around the castle. Of course. Just invented something else. So that makes a really cool place. I don't know what games have got in there, but I can't wait to have a look. Yeah, I have to do do a tour of all three one weekend. Mm. Because I've only been in the first one, not been in the second one. Oh, right, the second one's really good. It's a lovely place. Nice area. Mm. I've been there a couple of times. Mm. A lot of cocktail cabs, a lot of uh, midway cocktail cabs in there. And cocktails as well, I bet. Absolutely. Yeah. Next one, the new new arcade news, really, that Exa Arcadia system. Yes. It's really taken off. They've got, they've got Neo Geo MVS stuff on board now. They've got Samurai Showdown 5 Perfect is being released from SNK. Yeah. To the to the a lot of it, a lot of the early things was just solid shooters, which I approve of. Yes, but but they're doing fighters and all sorts. So that that hardware platform, I reckon that could be a good future for the arcades, where you just slide the board in. I know that I know it's right back to the early eighties where they've been doing that, but this is like an updated version. So it's PC based, I take it. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So that's sort of taken over from the Taito, oh, what was the hardware called? Taito Type 1, 2, and 3, and Type Side X. X. Yeah. yeah. So it's sort of taken over from that. I tell you what is really funny. In our, on our show notes, um, it's got the, the web address for Arcade Heroes, and Sean has put one of, one of the little markers in the notes right over the O of Arcade Heroes, and it looks like Arcade Herpes. <laughs> <laughs> Have, have you, you heard about here? have you heard about here comes a new challenger a new oh, documentary yeah. celebrating the history and cultural impact of the most important fighting game ever made street fighter 2 uh, check out the trailer and pre-order yourself a copy on indiegogo i haven't looked at the i looked at this the other day at work but i didn't have the sound on because i was supposed to be working but i will check this out um i do i do like playing street fighter 2 i'm not very good at it but i do like it and i, I much prefer it over the other Fighting games of that of that sort of uh, that sort of uh, vintage. And the last thing for the oh, this is good. Kids. This is good. This is good. This is good. You get you keep, this guy keeps play, posting updates on Twitter. He's doing a Pico Eight, the little fancy console version of Phoenix. And every time he puts something on, you think, "Wow, that's brilliant." Yeah, and he's, he's just been he's doing. Just, he's been getting the birds right. You know the level where the birds swoop from side to side. Yeah. He's just been doing that, and he's been. It's really good. I've been sort of, of I've been giving I've been giving right. little um, hints about the actual because I've got an arcade game actually right next to me here, 
and I know a lot of the the nuances of the game. And hopefully, he could even put in some of the 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 bugs in the game because there's quite a few bugs in Phoenix or features as we like to call them. But yeah, mm. he's doing really well there. It. it looks great. Really like it. A real chunky little game. I like it a lot. Biscuit review. Biscuit review. I've got three because we've it's been a month. I've got three, three, and and because you've been sat on your ass, I've not. I've been all over the place. I've been doing loads of stuff. I suppose you have. Yeah, go on. Tell us your new. Oh, all them. The ones at the top and the ones at the bottom look nice. One in the middle look like toilets. Tell yeah, the listeners the, what we got. I found these in a shop. Would you believe it or not? Fox's fabulous chocolatey milk chocolate orange oh, shortcake biscuits. Just a minute. I didn't see they were chocolate orange. I hate orange and chocolate. Not for me. Oh, Go. They're lovely. Put they're them in really, the bin. Put them in the bin. They're really nice. Nah. I think I think they're posh biscuits. I think there's only eight or six in a pack, so you would have approved. If they weren't orange. If they were cherry. Mm, cherries. Ooh, cherry, not orange. Yeah. Orange is not good in chocolate. I like the biscuit. The biscuit was kind of crispy and crunchy. A bit like a bit like a crispy, crunchy biscuit. The base, baby, base. Like Next one. Oh my sweet chocolate, Jesus! You don't want to mess with custard creams, do you? You don't want to mess with perfection. You want to just put them in the bin, basically, <laughs> or crush them underfoot. Somebody's put. Somebody's made lemon creams. Oh they look no! Like, they look like custard creams. You open the pack, take a bite, and it's lemon inside. It's not nice lemon. It's poor lemon. It's yeah. poor man's lemon. Is that what they so use to clean toilets? That kind yeah, of lemon. It could it could well be. It tastes Ooh, like no. it. This one looks good though. This is great. This is this is what this is what Mark Happy did round round his house while I was dismantling his shed with a chainsaw. And it's called Cadbury's Crunchy Melts with a chocolate centre. So it's a lovely, really crispy nice cookie, really. Crispy nice. Is that a new <laughs> word? Crispy nice? Or is that it crispy hyphen nice? hyphen nice crispy hyphen nice biscuits yes but me and trainers have got halfway through the pack and we realized you could put them in the microwave so mark put them in the microwave for like 30 seconds in the middle <sighs> i'll just turn it into barry white then for a second <sighs> i'm a walrus of biscuits the middle went kind of gooey Ooh. nice but the outside was still crispy sean i think the insides of me have gone all gooey now thinking about that Ooh. They are really, really good. I think they win the, the trio of biscuit challenges. I'll tell, tell you what you do up in Scotland, up in Glasgow. You can eat really well. Do you know what I had last mm. night? Sausages. No. I had a curry takeaway munchie box. Yeah. Do you know what a munchie box is? Just a bit of everything. It. I think, it, I know it's definitely a Scottish thing. It might just be a Glasgow thing. A munchie box is usually a massive cardboard box with everything in it. So you'll yeah. get a pizza slice, a pie, some kebab meat, chips, uh, maybe a bit of fish, a burger, a hot dog. It's just everything you can think of takeaway. They put it in a box. But a curry one is basically samosas, uh, chicken, a bit of rice, a bit of chips, actually, a bit of bread with it. I mean, it's loads of Indian stuff all together. And it was massive. I only got halfway through it and I had to have the rest this morning at work. But yeah, that is good. You can eat. I've got to be really careful up in Scotland because I could gain a lot of weight quite easily. Because wife uh, is out at the moment. She's nipped into town to do a few things, left me podcasting with the dog and you. 
And she said, oh, do you want one of those, those pizza squares? So there's this thing called a Detroit pizza. Have you ever had a D- Detroit pizza? That is Chicago, wasn't it? Right, Chicago is a deep dish, really like two inches thick, deep pie thing. A New York style is thin. Yeah. But a Detroit one is square, and the bread on the bottom is fried. So it's like a fried bread base to it, and they're Oof. quite thick. Oof. I want you to come and visit me before long. We'll have to arrange a date, actually, and I'll get you one. They are the nice, probably one of the nicest things I've ever put in my gob. They do sound good. Yeah, and I taste everything, so that is quite a thing to say. We'll get one when we get up here. But she sort of said, do you want one of these pizzas? I went, oh, no, I better not, because I am eating far too much lately, and I want to lose weight, not gain it. Yeah, but those biscuits, Sean, they're not, and then crunchy melts. Mm, I'll have to try one of them. They do look good. Yeah, they're excellent. What's in Victor's wallet? We don't know. Let's find out, shall we? Ooh. I haven't been buying a lot lately. You've been selling, haven't you? Been selling stuff and not been buying. Um, what have I bought lately? I'm, I'm not really going to be buying arcade stuff anymore because I want to get rid of a lot of it. I still want to play the damn things and I want to make things, but I don't want to be buying any more arcade gear. I don't need any more. I've got enough. Mm. And if if in the future when I do get to my dream house and have a little workshop and everything, if I'm going to make things, I will be selling them. I won't be keeping them. I don't think. But yeah, I've, I've not really been buying anything lately. I bought that Quake on the Switch, which I've not really played. And I got a, a, a ticket to go and see the band While She Sleeps at the end of September. I'm looking forward to that. Will that be a bit boring? No, no, they, they don't sleep. They, they make a oh. lot of noise. A lot uh, of oh, a lot of shouting going on with there. But yeah, that's I've not really bought anything, actually. Have you bought anything lately? I've, I've got some more. I keep getting coffee for the coffee machine. I should not be spending 40 quid a month on coffee. But it's very, very nice. Oh, I, I don't a, see a problem fr- with that. A freebie for Sir, for, from Sir Robert of Dodd. Oh, so Mr. Dodd. Bobby What's he been sh- sending you things? He hasn't sent me he anything sent me a while. Pytrex. Send me a Pytrex, bless him. Oh, I've already got that. Good, good. Yeah, and I need to get a... Oh, well, stop. Pi- Explain to the listeners what a Pytrex is if they don't know what it is. It's a pie that you put in your Vectrex. Now you can you put a Raspberry Pi Zero on top of it, and then you can put loads of games on. You can put the original, the original games, like you said, and they run faster. I didn't know that. There's two ways on a, on a Pytrex. It's a little unit in a cartridge that you put a Raspberry Pi Zero on, and you can use it as a multi-cart. So you can put loads of original mm. ROMs on there and play them just like they intended to be. But you can also use the pie in it to run an emulated version of a Vectrex and output it to the Vectrex screen. So you're bypassing the Vectrex CPU. So it's running on a Pi, but displaying on the proper screen. So everything can run faster. Mm. And people are actually developing games for the Pytrex independent of the Vectrex who just output to the screen. So there's going to be some really cool Vectrex... Well, I say Vectrex. Pi games running on a, a proper vector screen. But yeah, you can do all sorts on there. And the, the Pytrex can even run the emulated games, the emulated arcade games as well. Yeah, yeah, like Black Widow and They're not, Space I don't Jordan. think all of them are perfect yet, but they are being developed mm. and they will be before long. So that's that's doing really well, that is. So yeah, you've got a Pytrex. Is there anything on there that you haven't got already? Well, the emulated version. I haven't got obviously. a Pi Zero yet. I'll have to get one. Oh, the, you're not using it yet? Get, hard to get at the minute, aren't they? Everything's hard to get. I've got loads of them. Mm, I'm going to... Got them coming up my ears. There's, there's, 
one with the GPIO header, one without. So I'll have to work out which one I want, which one I need even. Oh, yeah, yeah. I usually just put them on myself because I can solder. And it then takes two seconds to do it. But, yeah, you, you don't want to get one that's wrong because you want me to plug it into the Pytrex. Uh, mm. Yeah, hmm, you better work that one out. But, yeah, they are they are a real good thing to have. Yeah. Any Anything else you got? Yes, this Vic, you see it. What is that? A Magic C N5. Ma- what does that do? A Magic C N5 Max. This is the first thing I've ever, ever ordered from AliExpress to sort of give it a do. Um, what is it? I don't, I haven't got a clue what it is. It's a little black plastic thing. What is it? It's a smart TV box, 41 quid delivered. I, I saw some videos on YouTube. It's very easy to load on emulators and then turn it into an emulator system oh it's a mini computer basically yeah I, I, i've just tried it i've plugged it in and it runs netflix in 4k even though i've only got a 2k telly and it runs amazon prime it runs all that just plug straight in okay. it's got hdmi out av out two usbs and sd card in it's got four gig of ram 64 gig of that emmc on board storage yeah a one and a half gig processor that you can. That will go so is it, is it basically a Raspberry Pi in there? Like a, it's more pa- a, it's ARM more, computer. Yeah, it's more powerful. It's an Android TV box, so it runs Android nine. Oh God, no! <laughs> Why would you want to do that? <laughs> My phone's an Android eleven, but it's, it runs Android nine. That's it's not got an all- Apple. Oh God. And if you got if you wanted all this stuff for a Raspberry Pi, it comes with a power supply. It comes with an HDMI lid. If you wanted all that stuff, and you'd need for a Raspberry Pi, you'd need a memory card, the power supply, the HDMI lead. Uh, I and the four gig. I reckon it comes about seventy quid for a Raspberry Pi four, which is very similar to the power of this. Yeah. And this is forty-one quid delivered with the with the power and the memory and the HDMI and it looks yeah. almost door wedge shaped so when it stops working you can just use it as a doorstop yeah top quality aliexpress so i'm just i'm just gonna have a mess with it it's got very good reviews but i shall have a mess with that and see if i can get it running emulators you That'd can cool. you know th- there's front ends for it which will look which can look like you know the nes mini front end that yeah, yeah, nice, yeah that's quite simple. a good one that there's one of them, there's a Wii U one, there's a Wii but there's loads of little ones, so I'm going to have a mess with that. Cool. But It's good to tinker, isn't it? Good to tinker. Yes, yeah, this is like a very cheap, cheaper version of the Raspberry Pi. It's like 70-odd quid by the time you've got all the bits of Raspberry Pi to set it and up. And you've got to sort of know what you're doing. I suppose that thing's idiot-proof, or hopefully it is for you. Now, this will be, that Raspberry Pi, you just put RetroPi on, don't you? I suppose. You just burn an image and it's on. This, you need to do a bit more work. But Uh-oh. I can do it because I'm clever as, clever as a clever thing in clever land on clever day in the clever competition. I've come first in, a, in it. As I said, idiot proof. <laughs> We've had some feedback. Uh, the first one is Tin, brother of bronze, father of lithium, <laughs> daughter of cast iron or something. Oh. He sent us, weirdly enough, he sent us his banku paniku. High score of 166,200 166, points. He sent us a picture of it. He is a little bit late with his score because we reviewed Bank Panic five years ago. But it looks like he's bested his score from back then, though, because I went and checked his score to the score he, he submitted at the time. He has beaten his score. I don't think he's beaten my score, though, which is good. What about that? 
had a post from Tagster. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mr. A Tagster. Tweet. A tweet of me back in... Oh, yeah, in front... We had a golf-off, didn't we? Me and Tagster in 1994. I was just 32. 1994? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. But look at the size of me. I'm huge. Have you seen that photo? Why were you big? Because I was just eating rubbish. Oh, that kind of... I thought you meant tall. I think you. I thought you were a giant for a minute. I thought you were hallucinogenic love drugs again. says me in front of golf. I think me and Tagster have got, got really good scores on it, about 25,000. Yeah. Yeah, but it's... Yeah. We'll talk about golf later. <laughs> uh, Mr. Tagster, he's got his own little Twitch channel... And he is very close to a Donkey Kong kill screen. I think he's on level 19 at the time of writing. And there's only 21 levels of Donkey Kong, remember? Oh, He's well nearly done, there. Mate. He's getting there. Well done. There's, a, there's a, a cult of the Kong. And the cult of the Kong, people are still playing. It's still loving it. Mm. Still loving it. This is, this is what, have you seen this, Vic? Damien Thompson. Yes, he's been he's been drinking one of the the nicest drinks in the universe. This is Iron Brew 1901. This is the original recipe of the the Scottish fizzy drink known as Iron Brew. If you've never had Iron Brew, hunt it down, have some. It's amazing. It's one of my favourite drinks. Wife's addicted to it as well. But 1901 is the original recipe with loads of sugar in it. It's not good for you, but now and again, not so bad. I've been reading up about. Healthy stuff, you know, carbs and that. Just have some iron brew. Enjoy yourself, for God's sake. It's made out of girders. Beginning to think the full-fat sugar stuff is better than the stuff with additives in, because you're getting a lot of sugar. Uh-oh. But the stuff with additives in, it does, it does bad things to your stomach. Yeah, whereas sugary stuff just breaks your teeth. Yeah. Mm. Especially if mm. you, you drink it without opening the can. Mm. Exploding the- pinball ban... Uh, have you seen this Mr. Do where he poos he's put a Mr. Do marquee in front of his toilet roll holder in his bathroom yeah he looks pretty good actually it's nice isn't it would have been better with uh, Uncle Pooh yeah but I don't think there's a marquee for Uncle Pooh so that's a bit difficult listener feedback We've got some feedback from Matt Neo MK. Hope you are both well. Well, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you are. At least, at least you're in Glasgow. I do. I tell you what, certain things aren't going so well, but I absolutely love living here. I really like the area. I wish we could buy a house in where we're in a place near Battlefield and Cathcart at the moment, in the middle of those two areas. I mean, really like the area. We, if we can get a house in this area, I'd be happy as Larry. I don't know what Larry's got to be happy about anyway, but well, we'd be as Harry, happy as Larry. He's good, yeah. yeah. Go on, what does Matt Neo NK have to say he for says, himself? hope the cabs you kept made it in one piece. They, worry, I'd imagine. they did. Mm-hmm. Just a quick report on a few new arcades. On a, on a visit to Pixel Hunt... Pixel Hunter. He means Pixel Bunker, doesn't he? On a visit he does, to Pixel yes. Bunker in Milton Keynes last month, the venue is up and running and has a nice mix of crabs. That's James RGP's involved in it and also replay events. I have a few unusual rarities like Baby Pac-Man, that pinball. 
and the working kangaroo. kangaroo. Oh, the, the side art is gorgeous. The game, not so much. Mate, you leave. I, when I was messing around my PCBs the other day, I came across uh, a really odd version of kangaroo. It's um, it's an original Sun PCB, but it's got a weird connector onto a Konami pinout. You know, Konami had their own version of Jammer, Konami 36. I've it's heard of that. got that, and I tried it, and it wasn't working. Something had gone wrong on it. Um, and I was in contact with Mr. Porchy, excellent John Tandy, who fixes and does a lot of work for the arcade community and, and MAME and all sorts of stuff with, with weird PCBs and electronics. He's, he's an expert in those really difficult parts of PCBs. And he, I was saying to him, oh, I'm getting rid of a load of PCBs. Is there anything you need or you want? And he said, oh, anything interesting? I said, oh, how about this one? He went, oh, yeah, yeah, send it to me, send it to me. I said, well, you're going to have to fix it. Um, and he said, yeah, no problem. And he fixed it like in 10 minutes because he's brilliant. And he's also dumped this version for MAME. So it'll have John Tandy and Victor Marland on it, on, on yeah. the, the release notes, because um, it isn't in MAME. Because it was an actual, it was a German version licensed to Lauven Automatics, which is obviously a German uh, arcade company. But the gameplay is yeah. exactly the same. It's not in German or anything. It's all still in English. It's just got licensed to Lauven Automatics. And he's fixed it for me as well. So thank you very much for that. And that will be in the next version of AIM, I presume. That'll be good. Mm. That'll be good. Have your name in the release notes. And I still really like Kangaroo. And I also I, I also um, came across another Kangaroo board. I've got, I've got a bootleg board of it. And to test it, I had to make a new adapter. And what I did is I, I wired up button two on the arcade cab, Jammer, to up as well. So when you're you're moving the kangaroo around, rather than pressing diagonal to go up to jump, you can press button two at the same. Uh, uh, you can press button two, so you can have two buttons: one to punch and one to to jump, which makes the game a lot easier to play, more more playable. Uh, that'd be good. That'd yeah. be good. And I was enjoying it. I love kangaroo. Anyway. Carry on. And Mr. MK says, I can see the appeal of this game, Vic. It has a charm of a good BBC micro game. Yeah, sort of looks anyway, like it. At Pixel Bunker, about 70 cabs on free play, but unfortunately not all works. And a few had to be either control issues or slightly fuzzy screens. They do have a golf cab, but I think it was on some easier settings that was much easier than main. Hopefully teething issues, but would recommend a visit if in the area. Second, and for only one living in the southwest, a visit to... Bristol's The History of Video Games is a must. It's a great exhibition chart in the history from 70s Binatone. Oh, I remember them. Binatone Pong system all the way up to the latest consoles. Some really old and rare tech on display. They also have about 20 cabs on free play, including a nice Arkanoid cab with a working spinner and a fab mint condition space jewel. Ooh. The colour vectors were outstanding, standing out, out, out of the murky blackness. The colours fly. Lines! Worth a visit. <laughs> Flashbacks again, Sean. Flashbacks. Sorry. They have a breakout cafe. Breakout. With several pinball tables, too. Finally, a small plug to the guys over at Game Over in Portsmouth. It's an internet cafe and an interactive museum with quite a few consoles and arcades available, but you can also hire them for parties, etc. Shout out to the guys who set up an arcade tent at the Victorious Music Festival. Nice setup with our type having pride of place as you walked in. God knows what the youth 
thought of that. And good luck on the 5K, Sean. Oh, yeah, thanks for sponsoring me, mate. Hope you make it round okay. Just think of IPA and custard creams. I think I've done it in 27, 28 minutes, which apparently is all right. I have no idea. I would have taken it's the bus right. and been quicker, so, yeah. It's, all, it's not too bad. Thanks, Matt. So, uh, let's let's break this one down a little bit. I'd like to go to the Pixel Bunker in Milton Keynes. I've been hearing some good things about it. It's not surprising that some of the games aren't working. They're arcade games, for God's sake. They're going to break down every now and again. Just hopefully they'll get around to fixing them and keeping them in good repair. But yeah, that always happens, doesn't it? Uh, The Bristol's The History of Video Games. I got a feeling, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, was that the museum that was in Nottingham? And it got moved to Bristol. If it is, I've been there and it was a good little event. I really enjoyed it. I think it's that one. I think it moved. Uh, and the, the cafe, internet cafe with cabs in. I like the idea of that as well. Uh, Chris Plus Plus has been back. I haven't heard from him for a while. Evening, fellas. If this feedback makes it to your email in time, just under the wire. So forgive the possible late submission. No, you're fine. It's high time for a massive thank you for continuing with the show. You remain one of the greatest podcasts on the planet of any type. Or any type of planet or any type of podcast. Mm, you decide. <laughs> or at least the ones in English. I don't know about the shows that are in Hebrew, for instance. Mm, but it's a safe bet that your show is better than the ones I can't understand too. It would make this feedback too long if I listed all the reasons your podcast is great. So I'll mm. single out a couple of that made your show a huge source of comfort and good vibes in these weird recent times. You are both hilarious, and you're highly knowledgeable about the arcade of classic games and their companies, even the dear beardy fool. <laughs> and you stick almost exclusively to talking about games and that. You don't, muck up, you don't muck up any wonderful escape into the game land with your political stuff or medical stuff, like certain overrated American shows about old consoles. And you're both great game players. Mm, I'm not sure about that. I look forward to joining the high school competition again. Now that I've taken a, nearly a year's break due to buying my first ever house, moving all our stuff from storage into the new place and getting all of the new floors done and the walls painted. Thankfully, girlfriend, it's just as handy with tiles, walls and shelf hanging as I am. But there was a couple of times you could have used a Victor-level engineer. So you mm. and I have a similar few months, Mr. Marland, although I'm still in beautiful New Mexico, while you're up there in Bonnie, Scotland. Golf is an old favourite of mine, and I first played when I was 10. What sets it apart from the other sh- slide-and-shoot games is you've got more than the two directions. For all its mm. Im- imitation, it has its own feel. At the time, I found it very funny that the game's title was Frog, spelled backwards. I've played a few times today, but not enough to submit a score that won't embarrass me. Must start playing early in the month next time. Harumph. Thank you again for the phenomenal podcast and all that you do. Chris Plus Plus. Thank you, Chris, for your feedback. Thank you, Chris Plus Plus. Thank you very much. Friendly shout-outs. Let's do a few more thank yous. Anyone to shout-out for, Sean? Everyone that donated for the race of life it was fantastic i was hoping to get the 50 quid to cover the entry fee and and to get 700 was amazing thank you That's very pretty much good all the arcade friends all my all my normal friends that are not arcade are not into arcades they're strange mm, don't trust they them. are they are weird and family as well thank you very much and mark happy dude for hosting us in his normal lovely retro game room and also thank you to bobby for the pytrex which i will will plug into the vectrex and sort it out yes i think you should i'm thanking or shouting out no one absolutely no one i haven't 
I, I can't think of anyone I've been in contact with lately. I've been a bit, yeah, been a bit out of it, Sean. John Porchy. Oh, yeah, Mr. John Porchy. Yeah, thank you to him. He's lovely, as ever. Uh, yeah, he needs to send that back to me, actually. I'll have to get, send him some money to put it in a box. Mm. Yes, thank you for that. Uh, and thank you for people who bought PCBs off me as well. You know who you are. And I will be selling a bunch more soon. I need to get off my off my backside and get some adverts on UK VAC and stuff and sell some on. Got loads of things to get rid of to make some room. Is, be nice having is some that room. Where you're selling most of them on VAC. Yeah, yeah. I don't ever use eBay because eBay take too much money. I don't want to be messed around. I haven't used. I haven't sold on eBay for years and years. So yeah, what I'll do is I'll try and sell them as best I can. Maybe bring the prices down if I have to. And if there's anything left over, I'll either gift it to people to repair, people who are like getting into repairing stuff, if there's any broken ones, or just get rid of them, give them, give them away. People might use them for spares or whatever, because it'll only be like the cheaper ones, I would have thought, that need to be got mm. rid of. There's a few I'm keeping um, for sentimental reasons and ones I actually want to play. And obviously the cabs that I've got, I've got games in them and I've got a few spares for that sort of thing. But yeah, it's all going to be going. I want rid of it. I've got too much junk. I've got like big boxes of buttons and uh, I've got one box that's full of Naomi wiring, like looms and extra wires <laughs> and all sorts of things I'm never going to use. I'll just get rid of it for someone who needs it for a Naomi cab or something. Yeah, so just shout out to the listeners, I suppose. Thanks for listening. Keep Keep listening. Keep feeding back. Arcade Master Quiz. Sean. Hmm. I think you should either brace yourself or bite down on something really hard. This quiz, it's gonna hurt. I've put I've put here in the notes. Vic quizzes Sean right up. Oh sweet Lord above, please have, please have mercy on my soul. Give me an easy quiz, Vic. Come well, on. me being a rampant atheist, God is yeah. not going to help you. Oh come on, just a, just a few easy questions. All right then, let's go for it. Here go we on. go. Question one. How many playable characters are there in Street Fighter 2 World Warrior? The original? Yes. Yeah. Playable? Yes. Eight. Eight. Correct. Yeah. Question two. Mm. What is the subtitle of 1944? Counter-Strike? Counter-Assault? No. No. It's the Loop Master. Oh, the Loop Master. That's in the OG yes. one. Oh, pants. Pants. Go on. <laughs> All right, calm down. Question three. Name two out of the four playable characters from Captain Commando. Oh, I don't even know that game. Two of them. Come on, Sean. Twinkie? No, two of the, two of the characters out of Captain Commando. Captain? Yes. <laughs> Penelope? No, I can give you half a point. All right. You could have had Mummy Commando, Captain Commando, the game's named after, Ninja Commando, or Baby Commando. Question mm. four. What mm. year did Trojan come out? Oof, 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 oof. 1987. No. No. 1986. What? Oh, pants. how many? How many Street Fighter games were released in the arcade? And if you've got similar to the the word I've got on my on my answers, I'll let you have it. How many Street Fighter games were released in the arcade? 
What, all, what, what, one, two, three, all the lot? All of them. How many arcade it, games were released except to the Street Fighter name? Even the different versions of Street Fighter 2? Yes. And EX and Alpha and yes. 3. Oh, my word. I don't know. 22. No. No. I've Go got on. the word loads. If you'd had that. But well, 22 is loads. I wasn't going to count. There's more than 22, I think. Question six. What does Makaimura translate to in English? Ghosts and Goblins. No. No. You should know this. We've covered the game before. We've covered Ghouls and Ghosts. Makomura translate to Demon World Village. But it's from Ghosts and Goblins, isn't it? Yeah. Question seven. You're doing really badly. Name <laughs> any of the three aeroplanes you can play in Carrier Air Wing. I don't know. Any of them. Come on, you must have played this. It's a shooter. I know. It's horizontal, isn't it? Yeah. Mr. Carrier. No. <laughs> Mr. Air and Mr. Wing. I don't You're know. You're not even trying. You could have had... If you just named some aeroplanes, you'd, you could have had Tomcat or P-47. Hornet or Intruder. No, none of them. Uh, Question eight. Pants. This is pants. Name a Donkey Kong game not by Nintendo in the arcade. A Donkey Kong game not by Nintendo. Donkey Kong Returns? No. No. Pauline's Peril, Perils of Pauline or something. No. No. You could have had... Halloween Kong. No, that's not in the arcade, is it? That was, a, that was a revamp. This is actual official arcade games that have come out. You could have had Donkey Kong Banana Kingdom, Donkey really? Kong Jungle Fever, or Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. Oh, I see what you mean. They I weren't made mean. by I Nintendo. Thought, I thought you meant like... Versions of Donkey Kong, no, the actual no, no, Donkey no, no. Kong. Don't give, give me this rubbish where you didn't understand the question. You just got it whack, whack, wrong. Oh, question God. nine. No. What are you controlling in Dynasty Wars? Oh, a horse. And? A man on a horse. Yes. <laughs> well done. Last question. Name a character, any of the characters you can control... From Knights of the Round. Dwarf. No, I'll give you one more try. You should do this. Come on, Sean, you can do it. Warrior. Thor. Jesus. It's so painful. Arthur. Arthur. (laughs) Yes. But you're not having it. You had too many tries. You could have had Lancelot, Arthur, or Percival. You just named any of the characters from the the legend of... Oh, God. Right then, Sean. You have got... One, two, no, two and a half. You've got... I've got three and a half for that, Arthur, because I want that. No, you've got two and a (laughs) half. But you can make yourself an extra bonus point. Yeah. Bonus question, what links all of the last ten questions? Horizontal? Nope. God, you're rubbish. They're all Capcom games. Are they? Yes. All right. Donkey all Kong Cap- Jungle Cap- Fever and Jungle Beat were all done by Capcom. Cap- so you got Cap- Street, Street what, what, Fighter Nintendo license. Yeah, yeah. Street Fighter Two World Warrior Capcom, 1944 Loot Master Capcom, Captain Commando Capcom, Trojan Capcom, Street Fighter. Guess what? Makamura. Guess what? Carrier Airing Capcom, DK Games Capcom, Dynasty Warriors, Knights of the Round, 
all Capcom, son. Um, Two and a half points. Could they do. Were, they were all horizontal, though, I think. Can I have a point for that? No. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you cannot. No, absolutely not. Yeah, they are all. All right, then. We'll give you an extra point for saying that. They're all horizontal games. Yes, with Arthur as well. What do you mean, yes? You've got three and a half points. It's four and a half with Arthur. <sighs> I was going to say could do better, but couldn't really do any worse, could you? They're ridiculously hard. They weren't you that wait, difficult. You wait till next time, Vic. You've had I, it. I'm looking forward to it. The harder, the better. That's what you, you said. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> And here's a word from our sponsor. Now spell color C-O-L-O-R This is Speak and Spell from Texas Instruments. Spell with it. Keep score. Play mystery words and more. And now there's Speak and Maths too. Speak and Spell, Speak and Maths, Little Professor from Texas Instruments. Make learning more fun than games. That is correct. Feature Game Review This game is called GORF. G-O-R-F. Galactic Orbiting Robot Force. Or Galactic Orbiting Robot Force. Because they're all called robots. A vertical fixed screen shmup from Midway from 1981. This uses the Bally Midway Astrocade hardware. At the heart of that is a Z80 CPU, and it uses the Votrax speech system for the mumbly, craptastic speech. Prepare yourself. That Astrocade, was it Was it actually part of the Astrocade console? Yes. Did they Same hardware. Bits from that? Same hardware, yeah. But that was really bad, wasn't it? It was like before the VCS kind of thing. Uh, around or, the same or, time, I think. But yeah, right, it's yeah. really bad. That's what we're going to talk about in this game. But this has got actually that was just blocks. This is like a detailed graphics. No, no, it was it was detailed graphics. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a bit more advanced than you think. I think you might be thinking of the um, the old Ralph Bayer one. Uh, the Magnavox Odyssey. Magnavox Odyssey. Yeah, the first maybe. Odyssey. Yeah. Maybe. So this this game more. has got an eight-way flight stick joystick with a trigger. The cabinet also has a fire button on each side of the joystick. One the original upright. Which functions functions exactly the same as a stick trigger. So you can just fire quicker, and it's painful, and it sounds like this. Ow! It hurts my ears. Ugh. <laughs> Midway, this is the backstory, Midway are trying really hard to squeeze some of their past licensed hits onto a single game with a rubbish theme. Actually, that is a plausible backstory because that's exactly what they did. It's a collection of five shooter games, fixed shooter games, uh, as different levels facing a mothership on level five. So level one, the only level to take place on Earth. And how is it you, how is it Earth, you ask, Sean? How? Well... The background is blue, just like the sky. Oh, it is a cut-down version of Space Invaders, and Midway called this level Astro Battles, with some crap differences. You only get three rows of invaders. You get a force field, which is only active when you haven't got one of your bullets on the screen, and you can move up and down the screen a bit. I like the force field idea. It's, rather than it's the just shields. annoying, and it gets in the way. I quite like it. Damn, it's it, annoying. It, it, 
it protects you and you can shoot through it. It doesn't and protect then, you when they eat it away and kill yeah, you. Yeah, so you've got to get them quick. You've got to get them quick. I suppose they had to use that as a, as a barrier because if you had the normal Space Invaders barriers, you, they'd get in your way because you can move up and down as well. Mm. It's just bad. I quite like that idea. If you hold the fire button down, your missile will fly up the screen and with the force field off. If you let go of the button, the missile disappears and the force field comes on, allowing you to shoot again quite quickly. The invaders chip away at the force field with their fire. When you've killed all the invaders, the screen is badly coloured in black to show you you're now in space and it makes a horrible noise. Level 2, laser attack. This has a lot of similarities to Taito's space laser, where Mm. one of the enemy ships in the two squads, which are left and right, can fire a deadly long laser at you. Luckily, it's dead easy to hit it when it's not firing. The rest of the squad move around rather like the ships in Galaxian swooping down at you. Did you notice how badly glitched this level is? Yeah, they sort of get stuck on the left-hand side, don't they? Yeah, they get stuck on the left-hand side. And I had one... I was playing on Mister, which is supposed to be uh, a really good version of it, a really well-simulated version of it. Um, And I noticed that one one time I was playing early on today, on the the right-hand squad, they all got stuck on the right-hand side. I just went and shot shot them. They couldn't shoot or anything. just got stuck there for a few seconds. And sometimes they get stuck where you can't hit them because they go to the sides of the screen where you can't quite get to. And they stay there for a number of seconds. It's like, what's going on? It's really weird. I had one disappear as well. I went to shoot it. It just disappeared off the screen. It's like, what's going on? There is lots of glitches in this game as well. Have Some you noticed? Them scroll outside the, the play area and then just disappear and appear, appear back in the formation, don't yeah, they? It's on the really bad. Screen. Have you noticed as well, if you shoot something and it explodes, if you fly into the expl- explosion, you'll die as well? No, not notice that. Yeah, it does it on Galaxian. I killed the, the flagship on Galaxian and flew right into the explosion and died. Because the explosion stays on the screen for a few seconds. And you die because they haven't turned off the collision detection of that particular sprite. It's yeah, it's not great. Um, yeah, so the 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 ship that fires at you in laser attack is quite easy to hit, and obviously it's quite easy game. And they just sort of swoop down at you like Galaxian, and stay in the formations. Level three. Funny you should mention Galaxian, Victor. They actually call this level Galaxians. It's a clone of the Superior original with less enemies, and they seem to fire a whole lot more at you. This level is particularly easy because of the way you can fire. Uh, in original Galaxians, you have to be frugal with your shots. You can only have one bullet on the screen at a time. But in this, if you let go of the fire button, it cancels itself. So if you shoot quickly, you get a little stream of bullets in front of your ship and nothing can get through that apart from other bullets, obviously. Yeah, if you, if you press the fire button and leave it, the bullet will carry on travelling. Yeah. But if, if it... So you haven't got to keep your finger on the fire button, which I thought is what you were saying. Oh right, so, okay. So you just you can just press the fire button. Yeah. Press and release, and the bullet will carry on going until you press it again, or it hits something. It but on the first level, you've got to hold the button down so the, the the shield stays off. Have you? I didn't notice that. Sean is right. You don't have to hold the button down. Yeah, it's it's not great anyway. But if you pump the button, you get like a rapid fire effect coming out the front of your ship. It doesn't go very far, but it's like a rapid fire. So you can actually yes. just swipe and set in front of the aliens and you kill them. Which yeah, I think this, is a lot easier. Yeah, this is all the easy levels. It gets very, very difficult with the sprays of bullets coming at you. You've just got to dodge it a lot more. And Yeah, on the later levels, yeah. yeah. Level four is called Space Warp, or as I like to call it, Swirly Boredom. 
<laughs> you are faced with a wormhole with a bunch of distant enemies. They come out of the hole in a circular pattern with the effect of them getting nearer and faster towards the screen. The trick is to hit them as quickly as possible when they are just still dots in the distance. Yeah, later on, like if you get to let the third or fourth round, it's very hard to hit any of the swirly buggers because they, they come out of the circle, spin, 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 and then they're off. Yeah. And then as they leave the screen, they fire bullets sort of almost horizontally. They fire you. from behind you as well, I noticed, on the second yeah. level. When, it's on so the second it, loop. If they if they swirl behind you and you're up the middle of the screen, they can shoot a bullet from the bottom of the screen upwards and get you from behind. So you've got to keep moving. Right, I took the bomb. Oof. Oof. Level five, last level. This is a flagship level, which is a lie, as the ship does not have a flag at all. Harumph. Mm-hmm. It is, however, a sort of boss ship with its own force field, which you must chip away at. If you hit certain parts of the mothership, you get bonus points, but are risk getting hit by and killed by the ship's debris as it flies off. When you break through the hull and hit the boss, the loop is complete, and on the settings we were playing, you gain an extra life, and the game starts to give an increased difficulty. There is a poor lining explosion when the boss bites the bullet, not anywhere near as good as explosions on Defender, which is a similar vintage. They tend to use this sort of like, it's like lines emit from the middle of the screen outward, and it just looks crap. And the last level, when, they, when it explodes, it makes this horrible noise, and it just takes, I don't know, 10 seconds for it to just die off. You're like, just play the game again. What's going on? It's dull as dishwater. I quite like that. It's like, it's like explosion lines. Yeah, but you're really easily influenced sean and the force field how have they made that shimmer have they made it shimmer the graphics just bad graphics i think anyway yeah you can shoot you know when you shoot the blue bits and the yellow bits off the flagship you can shoot you can you can shoot them bits for 150 points oh right you can hit them as well they're very small though yeah you can hit the debris but the longer you stay on the screen the more annoyed the flag flagship gets and starts firing loads of them fireballs at you yeah it fires big fireballs at you which are hard to dodge yeah so it's a bit like it's a bit like risk and reward really like you know driving down the wrong way down the motorway That's don't do that kids don't do that risk and reward it's, it's very exhilarating kids if i was you there are no rewards it. just death i would try it now kids. no Go on, no steal don't, a car. don't listen to him no <laughs> Oh, no. No, don't steal the car, kids. Bar your dads. Anyway, I wondered how MAME emulation could be right because it also emulates the little physical bit on the on the cab, you know, the on little the physical light. cabinet, which we'll get onto yeah. in a minute. We've got, um, yeah. we've got all three cabinets here to look at. It does have little lights on it. So when you get um, through certain parts of the game, you get a light and it tells you what ranking you are. There's like six, is this four or six rankings? Space Cadet and Space Captain and Space Space Dude. Cowboy. Space Cowboy. Space Urchin. That's not a good one. No. Space Warrior. Space Cheese. Space Space, Space Cheetah. Space Jam. That's a film, isn't it? No. No, it's 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 preserve you get in space. So you can have <laughs> toast, it just flies around the place. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, I, I thought well that they're emulating this. They're emulating this physical thing on the cab in emulation. I thought it, it, that means the emulation must be altered to get this on the screen. No, no. But I've, yes. I played the original last week at Arcade Club, and it plays exactly the same. So the emulation is spot on. Yeah, with all its jankiness, even though it's got that right-hand side physical lights on the actual on the actual CRT or or the LCD whatever you're playing on. Yeah, yeah. 
But what, what the arcade PCB would do is when you get to a certain level, it just output a voltage through the harness that goes to the lights and it just turned the lights on or off. It's that simple. So they're, they're just like a, an image on the screen that will change colour. Yeah. Kind of. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Tips and secrets for this game. Shoot fast on Galaxian to kill the flagship and its squad. You don't get the big bonus of 800 points if you kill the, the two guards and then the flagship like you do on Galaxian. I think you get 300 points whether you kill them or not. Yeah. Uh, don't bother with the force field and space invaders. Uh, I mean astro battles. It's pointless. Knock out the swirly idiots as they emerge from the worm's hole. We were. Uh, convert your golf PCB into Wizard of War and play that. It's ten times better. Which have we done Wizard of War? No, we need to because it's a great game. It is good, isn't it? The speech yeah. on that is from the same chips as this thing uses because the idea of converting your golf PCB to Wizard of War, you can actually do it. It's only the ROMs and I think the main board that's different. All the rest of it all is is the same. You can swap games in and out of it, and you can make a, a Gorf PCB into Wizard of War and some other games as well. But Wizard of War is the better one out of them. Mm. I think yeah, like you can shoot that. You can shoot the bouncy Gorf bot. He's the he little red guy, isn't he, with a funny face. Yeah. It deploys the little invaders, and you can shoot him for two hundred and fifty to three hundred points. If you if you can shoot him, he's got to be a good shot. Cause he's bouncing backwards and forwards. That's a good bonus point thing. And watch out! I think we've already said this. Watch out for the spray, the stray space bullets as they on the space warp level. As the ship is leaving the screen, they yeah. shoot up from behind your horizon. Just keep moving. Just keep moving, and you might be right. Yeah. Keep on moving. No stopping. Please don't don't sing. You're not allowed. There's been complaints. Mainly from me, but there's been complaints. I've got to listen to that now. The the graphics are blocky and colourful. Very basic colours. I don't think the hardware could handle much on this. The sounds. Oh, my God, the sounds. Really noisy, irritating, grating sounds with terrible speech. If you think the old Taito... Was it Namco? Namco game King and Balloon was bad with their speech... This is much worse. Use that you can understand, you understand like 70% of it. Oh, God, it's so bad. It's so bad. It even sounds like it's swearing at you at one point, but it's not obviously saying that, but it sounds like it's swearing at you. For you. And because they, they overlay the speech on top of the explosion noises, it just sounds... It's like a cacophony. I just really don't like the sound of this game. It's horrible. I like the sound. Yeah, it's like raucous. That's a good word. It's horrid. It's horrid, Sean. It's nice. Don't listen, kids. It's lovely. Oh, I just thought I said something wrong earlier. I said something wrong, I believe. Just looking at the pictures of the arcade cabs now. So the upright is the main one people sort of fall in love with. It looks like a Tron cabinet. It's Mm. sort of like got a main plinth. Let me just say that word again. I like saying that word. Plinth. <laughs> plinth. Right it's got a main either. plinth and it's got like a sort of um is that a rhomboid? A rhombus shape? It's got a shape that's sort of like it's mirror imaged of itself. I'll have yeah. to put the pictures online for people to look at if they haven't seen what a golf cab looks like. And the marquee is sloped towards you and it's got a big aluminium control panel with the joystick in the middle. But I said earlier the joystick has fire buttons either side of it. It hasn't. No, I think I was looking at the buttons for the one player and two players. It's only got the trigger shot. Mm. So that is the main upright. It's got a, a the, the side of the cab, the top half is blue, 
and the plinth's grey. Sorry, the the plinth is grey, <laughs> and it's got the blue sides to it, and it's got quite a nice bezel with all, as you said, the the lights on the right hand side and loads of like it looks like a sort of control panel from an eighty spaceship or something, and it's got the little the little Gorth guy on it. It's got like a front marquee as well, so the cab has got a lot in it. But I don't like the shape of the damn things. And the really weird thing about the upright, it's got a 19-inch monitor in it, right? The weird thing about the upright, it's a full-size upright cabinet. But if you look around the back of a golf cab, it's got a monitor bubble, the same mm. as the cabaret version of Pac-Man. Because of the angle of the monitor and how deep CRT screens are with the tubes, because this thing's quite an upright angle, it won't physically fit inside the cabinets. They had to put a hole in the back of the cab for the tube to stick out of and then put a bubble over it to protect it. What a bad design that is. How terrible that is. Why couldn't they have made the cab for the monitor to fit in the cabinet, for goodness sake? It looks like a normal depth cab, doesn't it, really? No, I mean, look on the back. Have a look for monitor bubble on Gorf and it sticks out the back. Yeah, I know what you mean, but why Why does it need to stick out? Is, have they put the the monitor at a more steep angle or something no it's more of an upright angle if it was steeper it would go into the cabinet if it was laid mm. back more the tube would go downwards into the cabinet like most of them are because it's upright uh, right, more, yeah. it sticks at the back talking mm. about the cabaret I actually quite like the cabaret because the cabaret is the midway mini might style and they did a lot of games they did Bosconian um, Galaxian Galaga uh, Ms. Pac-Man not normal Pac-Man Ms. Pac-Man yeah, they did quite a lot of their games in this style. And it's just got wooden sides to it, like most cabarets. It's got quite an upright monitor in it. I presume it's got the monitor bubble in the back. No, it wouldn't have, because Miss Pac-Man doesn't. And it's got a nice aluminium panel again. And it's got got the um, obviously the big, the big flight stick joystick as well. But the cocktail version is also a standard Midway cocktail, 19-inch cocktail, same as the Space Invaders I used to have, same as the Midway Pac-Man, same as the Midway Galaxy and all that lot. And this one, because it's a cocktail cabinet and the joystick is actually under the glass where you put your hand, it can't have the flight stick. It's only got a red, normal, ball-top joystick with a fire button next to it. So that is quite a, a very plain cabinet, actually, just with a bit of gorf on top with a little, the little gorfian, gorfian robot thingy, and that's it. Pretty dull that's cabinets, like really. A, right, a right-hand stick, isn't it? You have to play with your right hand and fire. Yeah, that is that. weird. It's, it's a right-handed stick with the fire button on the left, which is unusual for most games. I think mm. golf cocktails are quite rare. I've never seen a cocktail of it. Yes. But the upright seems to be have most people's love with that weird blue. It's quite a striking cabinet because it's blue on the sides. And most cabs are just you, you white or black, aren't they? Yeah, it does look nice. Oh, the other game you can swap... It, uh, the hardware out to is Robbie Roto, which is janky Ooh. but still better than this. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It's a, like main... it's, it's a little bit like Dig Dug, so it's going to be way better than this junk. It's the main freebie game, isn't it? The, the, un, the free to play game that came with like, early versions of MAME, I think. Yeah, because it was, um, I think it was just, well, it was quite a rare cab. I think it was just a prototype. You reckon this is the first game to have a boss battle? Mm. There's been discussions about this mm. on Tinterwebs. Mm. I think most people say that the Phoenix Mothership came before this because Phoenix is sort of 1980 and this is 81. Yeah. But some some people say that this came first. I did read somewhere, then I've, then I've lost the lost the very influential... No, Phoenix is the earlier one, I would have thought. Yeah. I've got a feeling there's a game before that that's got a baddie at the end as well. I don't know. Maybe. Mm. 
Yeah. We'll have to look into it or not. And there's one last little bit of trivia here about dying on the explosions you can run into because I was annoyed about that. I wrote it twice. Let's do some scores. Quite a lot of people have played. Have you put my score in I gave you earlier? Yes, you have. I've put it in. And did I Ye- beat you? No. No, I did not. Okay, never mind. Right. The lowest of the low, Rob McCraff, 3,760. Mick Bass, 3,820. Exploding Pimple Man, 4,800. Drumsy, 4,900. Groove Furnishings Limited, 5,290. ZX Michael, 5,570. Uh, by the way, this is a very low-scoring game. Uh, P. Gids, 5,970. Pilbo, 7,940. Louis, Louis Wellham, uh, 8,550. Is that a go? Well done, Louis. Chris K. June, 8,640. Bill Wellham, also known as Stereo Deluxe, 8,910. Retro Russ, 10,910. Space Captain James T. Kirk is put. This game was supposed to have a tie-in with Star Trek, but the developers couldn't work in any Star Trek kind of gameplay, so they abandoned it. <laughs> Weird. Rob DC, uh, 11,390. I suppose the spaceship looks a little bit like the Enterprise, but it also looks like the Galaxian ship, I thought. It does. It does know you mm. think of it. Yeah. Do Lemmy, Lemmy score. Bar- Lemmy Barnett, new player, 11,700. Is he the guy who used to be Motorhead? I think it is. If he don't play him at cards, Absolutely. you know why? Because he's got the Ace of Spades. Mm. That's a crap card in in poker, isn't it? I, I don't no, know. I have no idea about cards. I, I don't know. But I do know that Majok got 11,850 on this game. Dell's Arcade, 11,960. Ian Cullen, 12,260. Sal Bug, 12,300. Great game. I wish I was better at it. I'll keep practising. Do you know what? If there's going to be a crap game, Sal's going to like it. Because he likes kangaroo? Shut up. <laughs> Me. I got 12,520 <laughs> through gritted teeth. Ooh. John Turner, 12,750. Ross Ross, 12,820. Uh, exactly the same score. Buttons from Cinderella, 12,820. Mr. Messi, 12860, just pip them two. And he says, I've never e- even seen an arcade actual machine. I don't think, but did play it on a VIC-20 in 1983. It seems to run quite badly on older versions of MAME that I tend to use, making it almost unplayable at times. With that in mind, please double my score. Actually, mm-hmm. no. The game is just unplayable anyway. Neil, 20 to 5, 12890. Mark Happy, dude, 13,900. Matthew Bridge, 14,210. One Punch Rob, 15,120. Old Man Steve, 15,860. Sol, 17,770. Oh, Sol's been a bit quiet lately. I'm doing him saying he's <laughs> He's doing his own Pixel Hunt podcast. He Check is. that out, kids. Pixel Hunt podcast. It's very it? funny and they're just a bit stupid like us. Charlie Farr, 19,470. Charlie Farr is. Only playing this this season, or whatever you call it, of the league, 10 pence. He's only playing the games that he really wants to invest time in. So if it's something he's not bothered about, he won't play it. So there's a, quite a few games, like Miss, Mrs. Dynamite and stuff, that he just hasn't put a score in because he's not 
he wants to concentrate on his Twitch channel and, and getting like high scores on games like Wonder Boy. So if he put an hour in playing this, he'll be top. We know that. Yeah. But I think he just said one game. 19,470. And he'll probably still win the league. Mm. Jping Barber, 19,580. This is one of the first games that made a big impact on me. The speech was a first for me. The cab is one of the greatest ever and it will always be really loud. Mm. He is Jimmy, 19770. Mr. Tronads, 20,970. A double entry here scored on the Arcade Club uh, UK Golf Cab and 20,970 for me and 19,470 for Charlie Fox. So they did that at Arcade Club. Mm. Oh, brilliant. Okay, it's nice they did it on a proper cab. Yeah, Virgil's Anti, 22,190. Mr. GJ Harris, 22,930. It just hurts my eyes with the colouring. Final score for me, you got a Space General. Mm. Brian Haribo, 23-290. Space General, have it. I swear he just said, F you, Space Cadet. <laughs> it does sound like it. If you if you listen, it does sound like it's swearing at you. So, mm. uh, number two, so close. Matt Neo MK, 23,350. A classic early shoot with iconic cab sound and a great control system. I'm sure it'd be a lovely cab to own for the lucky few. Can't be many better games from 81. Yes, there is. There are loads. Nearly all of them. <laughs> Johnny B, 23,580. Oh, there's some more scores. We keep going, going and going, my lord. Uh, Mr. Sean Holly, 26,520. Woo. Mm. Alex oh. Nintendo Arcade, 26,910. Yeah. He's on sidekicks. He must have beat me. Rygar, I've got 27,910, and he says, Epic Podcast, guys, good to hear that Sean is finding new directions, perhaps as a low-cholesterol vigilante. And it's great that Victor has settled into his new homeland. Pro tip for Southern listeners thinking of visiting. It's not Glasgow, unless it's Pride Week, it's Glasgay. Ah, it is up here soon, actually. As for this month's game, what can I say? Golfers always seemed like a classic, even when it was new. That cab, that speech, those ranking lights... He gets excited by ranking lights, what can I say? Gotta say, though, even though I knew it was a copyright infringement, meant I was thinking about the game, playing it through again. It's okay, I suppose. Collision detection can be a bit weird at times, and that's with the pop-up scores killing you. Still love the speech, though. Anyway, I did my best, but now I think I'll give it a rest. In second place with nine of your Earth points, GD, Jed, 34,280. And in first place... John Retro Reloader, 42,960. He's run away with that one. He has. Well done, John. Thank you for taking me around the sights and sounds and scenes of St. Anne's, Lytham and Blackpool yesterday. Was it yesterday? It was yesterday. The world record hold of this was done on July the 8th in 2019. Matthew Garrett, and he set the world record of Gorf, of 1,543,160 points. That is insane it's why, crazy. why would you want to play this game for that long how could you do it <sighs> and Rygar is running away with this year's high score league he's got 70 points 70. Ooh, he? and I'm in second with 39 and I don't so, care where I am and he's, if he what's what's left so we've got September October so we've got possible four more games to play this year yeah no, it's September now isn't it so yeah. October, November, December. So there's three more games for so 30 points. I don't think anyone can catch him. Ooh. So mm. I think he might already be. Unless Charlie Farr can pull his finger out and be bothered. No, no I think Charlie Farr can only get maximum maximum 60 yards. Oh, okay. 
He's doing really well as Rygar this year. Uh, this game was... It's already a clone of two popular games. Three, if you think the last level was a bit like the Phoenix. But it came out on the Atari 8-bit, the Atari 2600, the Atari 5200, BBC Micro, the ColecoVision, Commodore 64, and also, the best one I thought was VIC-20. The VIC-20 version came on a cartridge, so it had a little bit more uh, memory to it. Uh, the VIC-20 is really good for a low-powered computer. And a, a computer that only had, I think, 22 by 20 characters on screen. It was a really small resolution screen. It was massively blocky, but it got all the elements of the game in there, which I thought was really good, especially when Ooh. I had a VIC-20 when I was a kid as well. Uh, the best thing they can do to, to change or improve this game is to have never made it in the first place and make something original. Come on, Midway, <laughs> what were you thinking of? I think changes and improvements, better score multipliers, like we said earlier, getting the proper 800 points for a swooping Galaxian that formation. That doesn't help that much, does it? And if you, all them little swirly buggers on the space, uh, space attack level where they spin out of the centre of the screen. If you got like a thousand... Oh, no, it's too high for that. You've got to say 500... 500 for getting all of them because it's hard to do that'd be good and yeah. smoother gameplay I know perhaps the hardware struggled but it does it does seem a bit janky especially on the Galaxians level when there's loads of bullets coming out of the ships like they're, they're like little dots they're not actually yeah they're really they're, small they're hard they're to see like vertical bullets little dots and they don't but just fire downwards struggles. they go to the side as well mm. they don't just come down at you like that they go to the side so it's a bit difficult dodging them as well it's just yeah it's janky it's really janky you should like it then. No, I really don't. I thought I might have done. I mean, I mean, it's iconic, you know, the sounds and everything in, in the in the arcade and the cab, and especially that weird controller. It's the first one I ever saw with a you know full on trigger stick, like in Tron and all those other games. But I, I just I just don't like it. I really don't like. I think when I was a kid, I quite liked it because it was easy to do a loop of it. And when you're a kid, you think it's a bit of an achievement. You've done a loop or something. You go back to the start. You think you've done something. But yeah, I just. Yeah. Well, let's sum it up in one word, shall we? Annoy. Enjoy. Annoy. <laughs> and some more words. It's a bunch of clones and very poor games and poor versions of them. So, yeah, not for me. I thought they were decent-ish versions. No, no, no. I enjoy this. It's a warm... I don't normally let nostalgia get in me view of games now, but this one kind of does. It's a warm, cuddly, nostalgia hug, like a big, huggly, luggly, luggly blanket, if that's a word. Yeah, huggly, luggly jank- blankets are easy to find on Amazon, aren't they? But, but someone, we could market that. Yeah, huggly, that's a thought. Huggly, luggly. In the big shape of a gorf. That's ca- that's copyrighted, everyone. Don't nick it. Yeah, yeah. It's showing its age, obviously, is gorf. It's a bit janky and old. Just like me. <laughs> I do like the idea, though. Of If you fire a bullet, it's going to the screen. It's not going to get anywhere. You fire again, and you, it's like a bullet reset. So, like you said, you can tap the bullet to have, like, a, a constant fire in front of your ship. And I don't think anything, any of the games done that. That's it. No, I don't think well, so. You, you kind of, it's like pulling your bullet back and start starting again. If, it, if it's going at the screen, it's going to miss some of that. That's because it, it was probably a bug and they just didn't change it. Yeah, I like the speech. It's corny. It's like oh, speak it's and spell speech. Horrible. It's horrible. I think it is the same chip, actually. It might be. 
But the low tracks. The very good sidekick app got out of thirty-five votes, the average is seven point eleven. So that's good. Until I go on there and bring it down. If you put zero, yeah. Yeah, I'll put zero. Yeah, I enjoy definitely. Yeah, I liked it. Next show's game. Right. I'm worried because the next show's game section in our notes, kids, is empty. Vic has not filled anything in. Do you know why I haven't done that? Because you haven't thought of anything. I haven't thought of anything. I I need to quickly think now. And by the power of editing, the game is going to be, the game is going to be, I've just looked at it, Joust. Joust, nice one. We haven't played that many Williams games, have we? I know someone at Arcade Club that can get that can counter stop this. They are not allowed to play. So the game is Joust. Uh, developer Williams. The ROM is just Joust. Uh, lives is five standard. Difficulty is also five standard. And the extra lives, every twenty thousand points you get an extra life. So that sounds quite generous. Yeah, it's default settings though, isn't it? We've just yeah. checked. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to see millions of people then. Millions. So you can submit your score when you get one uh, to email on the site, which is vertvic at tenpence.co.uk, on Twitter at hashtag score, or Facebook as a comment on the podcast post. Uh, you can go on the Sidekick app. If you haven't got it already, you should get it. It's a very good app to use. Uh, UK VAC and anywhere you can get hold of us, really. Be nice. And also send in your f- feedback for us. The deadline for the score submissions is the 28th of September. We've been recording on Friday because uh, Sean wanted me to talk about his uh, excellent walk that he got all the uh, excellent run that he got his money for, for the charity. So we're recording a little bit late. Uh, yeah, so 28th of, Oct- of September for the submissions, please. Uh, that's about it. Any passing shots, Sean, before you scuttle off to your underground lair? <laughs> That's a passing shot. Passing shots. Uh, no, just thank you for listening, kids. And hopefully, by the time this video is out, I'll have an arcade YouTube channel. Yeah. With a, with a with a YouTube video on it, which is strange. Called I think I'm going to call it Sean's Arcade. Something nice and simple, so you remember. Yeah. But it might not be ready. It might be. If it's not, I'll just I'll just post it on social media. Okay. Brilliant. I haven't got anything else to say, really, apart from thank you for joining me on this uh, internet thing. And uh, I'm going to go and play Joust. I'm not very good at Joust, but I think I like it. Mm. I thought of it because I looked up and I've got all my little arcade classics, those little tiny arcade machines I got from Walmart. And I looked directly at Joust. I went, ooh, Joust. We can play Joust. That's an easy game. It's like two-way, one button. Easy. Fun on two players as well, but it's a single version we're playing. So, yeah, I'll be playing that. So, without further ado, thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll talk to you again in about four weeks' time. Thank you very much, kids. See you soon. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at Tenpence Arcade, and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 